नमस्ते थैंक यू सर फॉर द ब्यूटिफुल काइंड वर्ड्स फॉर ए मोमेंट वी वी लेट्स लिव इन वन सिंगल इंट्रोडक्शन एंड दैट इज वी एज ह्यूमन बींग्स हु वॉन्ट टू मेक दिस वर्ल्ड बेटर प्लेस आई थिंक दिस इज हार्डली ए ह्यूमन बींग हु डजेंट वॉन्ट दिस वर्ल्ड टू बिकम ए बेटर प्लेस ऑफकोर्स द कंसेप्शंस चेंज देर इज ए टाइप ऑफ ह्यूमैनिटी अनफॉर्चुनेटली मेजोरिटी ऑफ ह्यूमैनिटी वेन दे टॉक अबाउट मेकिंग दिस वर्ल्ड ए बेटर प्लेस दे आर ओनली थिंकिंग अबाउट मेकिंग देयर ओन लिटिल लाइफ ए बेटर लाइफ इन टर्म्स ऑफ आउटवर्ड लाइफ मनी gadgets etc some extend beyond themselves to the family there are some who are fortunate enough who start thinking about country how to make our nation a better nation and there are some who nowadays there is a vaster cosmic sentiment spreading in humanity which is a very beautiful sign sign of things to come who think about humanity and going beyond humanity about earth as a whole now when we think like this and when we feel like this there are those who think about the earth as a whole about humanity as a whole and as i said there is a subtle difference between thinking only about good of humanity and the good of earth it is natural that we want to know something about what would be the future when we look at our present when we look at the situation we want to understand what the future has been is likely to be now there are two ways of trying to understand the future one is we go back into the past and see what has been happening till now and based on that we project into the future the other is we make a leap of faith towards the future there is no third way of knowing it because the moment we try to project into the future based on whatever is happening in the present we are bound to fail because there are many new and unexpected things that come in life anybody who has lived life even for 20 years 25 years knows that every step we take in life is filled with the unpredictable because of many things which are happening at any given point of time all around now when we look into the past not just 100 years 200 years 1000 years but the past of earth one thing is very evident that there is something which has happened consistently on this planet and that is evolution everything else we can deny now if we take to the buddhist philosophy or some other philosophies they will say the only thing that is happening on this planet is change constantly everything is changing but when we look at the change does it have a direction does it have a purpose immediately our rational mind will show us there seems to be a directionality in the change there seems to be a purpose in the change now when we talk about that it's random play we are not talking about the directionality we are talking of the process it may be a random play chance it's all indicates that i really don't know what's working from behind but one thing is for sure that if we look at the journey of dust from dust which had no other existence which was sprinkled in the stars settles into earth and suddenly this dust one day man will grow out of this dust and will pick up the same dust and it will create the possibility of internet now this is what has happened over a period of time second if we look at this change with a directionality and a purpose we will see that in this change there are three or four elements which are constantly developing over a period of time as new and new forms appear first is existence 
because it exists we use the word it exists whether we see it or we don't see it that's not the issue it ex- things exist they exist in space and time second that we see is that everything has some kind of a knowledge within it even the electron the atom has a knowledge within it so there is existence there is knowledge and we also see there is some force in everything whether it be an atom whether it be man whether it be galaxies whether it be animals plant creation and we see another very important thing that there is in this entire existence something known as bliss or ananda or joy these are four fundamental factors which we see all through running from dust to man we may say that but where is consciousness and where is joy in matter in atom the proof is very simple ask a human being when he is very stressed out please go and look at the mountains if you can't go to the mountains just look at the internet picture of galaxies or mountains and rivers absolutely inanimate things but when we look at them we get joy why do we get joy because joy is inherent in creation even if we look at just the way an atom is built it will give us a joy because it's inherent within each and every element now if we really look at a little closer look we will see that with the emergence of forms all these four elements are undergoing a modification and they are also enhancing themselves take a few example that existence now till animal consciousness there is an existence in animals there is the first glimmer of something like a self existence and in human beings there is a very clear sense of i exist i am whatever be our understanding of the self but the, the same existence begins to turn inwards and we develop something called as a self existence take another thing like awareness in electron there is an elementary awareness it makes its choices i am not going to go into that detail because of paucity of time but in human beings the entire journey i am just compressing in human beings the importance of conscious choices becomes so much more important because we are conscious beings at least in some degree to some degree we try to understand we try to make our own choices so with existence consciousness is increased the force well in animals there is a brute force and in plant there is a rudimentary vital force in atoms there is infinite force but limited in everything there is an infinite force which is limited but in human beings this force take a very different kind of turn it becomes a force of knowledge it becomes a force of love it's no more a brute force but it becomes modified under the human conditions and yes the joy we see the joy running climbing from atom through plant you see sometimes look at plants the way they open to the sun just looking at them can give joy look at a tree sometime the way it dances in the breeze and then in animals there is a kind of joy which we are well aware of and in human beings this joy begins to take subtler and subtler forms the joy of poetry the joy of creation the joy of making something out of mud because in human beings the joy that we experience has begun to become merge with the joy of the creator so in human being something unique has appeared that we have become miniature creators of our own world unlike the animal in animals we don't see this capacity of self reflection self awareness or this ability to create something new but with human beings we can pick up things and create something so in human beings we see a new impulse which has started right from million years old when the thinker was born in man and that impulses Uh, has modified 
existence modified its experience of existence its experience of consciousness its experience of force and its experience of bliss joy now is this the end well very logically if we look at ourselves we can say we don't need to read a book we will say this cannot be the end somebody would ask what is the proof the proof is within our heart we are never satisfied with what way things are we are always we are inherent incorrigible dreamers and we are not just dreamers at night more importantly we are daydreamers ask any human being the richest of the rich the poorest of the poor and ask him are you satisfied with life as it is no sir we want something else we want something more why because we are carrying within us the dream of a perfect state we all we are tired we fight we struggle we win we lose but this dream doesn't die this is something very unique to human being if you look at the last few thousand years we'll see that humanity has gone through many ups and downs many times it has succeeded failed all kinds of things have happened but we see that the dream of a perfect world has never died not only never died it comes back comes back like a rebound i mean if you look at the two world wars in the previous century if you look at the asura of uh, well communism and imperialism sorry for using the adjective and all kinds of things fascism we still see normally by this time human beings would have turned cynics immediately after the post second world scenario to some extent there was a cynicism but this cynicism broke free from all the established pattern and a new cry arose in human beings of a even better and more perfect world we see this cry everywhere it this cry is there in the little you know in the self suffering self effacing uh, woman who sacrifices everything for the sake of the family still she carries a dream that one day probably the world will be a better place where i will have my own freedom where i can study i can make my daughter study this is a dream and this dream is there in even those who have suffered and struggled now the fact that we carry a dream within us is the sign that one day we will realize this dream now what shurbindo comes to tell us he comes to tell us that yes your dream is valid unlike many spiritual thinkers which have rubbished the dream they speak of the world itself as a dream and therefore they say how can a dream within a dream be doubly true see this is the paradox in savitri when we read deaths uses this term to savitri that okay you are dreaming of a perfect world you are dreaming of an ideal creation but you yourself are a dream this world is a dream how can the dream within a dream be true therefore the only spiritual approach if at all is valid is discard the myth of an ambiguous world and therefore the only logical choice though not at all logical is to merge yourself into the supreme into some absolute into a state of nirvana but as many people we can take through the gates of nirvana not that it's an easy task it's a equally a tough task but even if there were people who go towards nirvana this dream will continue to haunt earth it is there even in monasteries go to monasteries you will see that there are people who are still dreaming of their monastery becoming a beautiful place where there is no ambition no <laughs> because it finds now when we look at it we see that all these things which we call as anomalies in the world actually feed the flame of the dream because the world is not perfect this dream is nurtured nourished it it is fanned and for the first time we have someone 
both bold and courageous and of course someone who has the entire experience not only of the future but as i said the leap of faith he has the leap of vision shubhendra the leap of vision he went into the future and he says well we have got it wrong this is not an illusion from dust to man is the entire thing illusion it's easy to say that our senses are fooling us everybody understands but the senses don't fool us in this way that there is nothing the senses fool us in this way that there is something which i don't really experience through these senses because the senses are limited but there is something it we can't say there is nothing so he reminds us that well this dream that mankind has nurtured this journey from dust to man is not going to end with man this dream is valid and the fact that man is dreaming more and more of it the fact that knowledge has reached its bursting point the fact that humanity has felt stifled and crushed under the weight of the titan and its footsteps and the battle and the wars this the time has come for this dream to be realized this dream is valid and what is more important is that he says the time has come to realize it and it is now so we may say ki now but all around we see corona and confusion so the mother tells us very beautifully you know my child we are living in one of those hours of god when there is much confusion because the old bases are shaken precisely the confusion is a sign you see whenever some new building has to come up what do we do even if we modify the old building for some time that building is becomes not fit for use something like our humanity not fit for use for the moment because so much given to lust and greed and anger and want and ambition we don't know today whether to trust corona or whether to trust the vaccine whether to trust the politician or the scientist this is the kind of confusion that we are going through and this is because all the old bases established bases are being shaken but then she adds but this is a time when we can take a wonderful leap towards the future now why this is the time when there is confusion that we can take a wonderful leap towards the future we have such interesting stories in the ramayana and in our legends so one instance that i remember from the ramayana which is a leap towards the future is vibhishna the story of vibhishna so vibhishna is uh, you know prince a royal prince he is the third son of uh, the great uh, you know titans dynasty and obviously he is a all everything is made of gold and so he is also one of the rich guys who can just go anywhere and you know everybody will respect him but vibhishna is not happy within his comfort zone he experiences a pang within his heart that everything is fine it's a golden city but the heart is not yet of gold and he dreams of a day when this heart of man can change into gold now what happens there is a lot of chaos and confusion in lanka people have a choice to change over to take a leap into this dream but everybody stays back why because who can leave this city of gold after all ravana may be a bad guy but after all he is looking after us lot of money lot of wealth everything he pours in he is giving us free television he is giving us free money he is giving us we don't even have to vote for him yet he is giving us everything free but vibhishna is not happy with that freedom he says i want another freedom and that freedom he is looking for and we see hanuman comes and there is more 
chaos added to the confusion. First thing that happens in Lanka is chaos to confusion. But there is one man who listens to the voice of confusion and he takes a wonderful leap towards the future. And what is that future? He knows that for all the glory and greatness and might of Ravana, this kingdom is bound to collapse. It has been prophesied. Nobody believes it. Nobody listens. He says, how can the empire of Ravana ever collapse? That too, who is standing at the doorsteps? A mere mortal. Our king is great. He has tied even the gods. His technology is so advanced. How can this collapse? But Vibhishana knows that the future is with Rama, barefooted Rama. Because Rama represents a nobler humanity. So he goes, changes, he doesn't change side. He goes towards the future. This is the leap towards the future. Nobody knows. He has gone before the war has even actually been declared. I mean, there is a war going to be. But he has changed the side. Anybody would have told him, you are doing a foolish act. And yet, Vibhishna knows in his heart that no, this is the only sensible thing to do. So today, we see a similar situation. The crumbling of big empires. But we want to hold on to our comfort zone. There is confusion because when there is storm, the cyclone, all the hearts and everything is blown away. This dense night. But there are some, as very beautifully I heard in the introduction, that there are some all over the world who aspire for a new world. And it is to them that the mother calls, come, yes, there is a new world, there is a new possibility. Will you collaborate? What is that new future? It is not about making our outer conditions better. It's not about changing government. It's not about having a better technology. It's not about having a better economic system. Because all technology, economics, government, politics is the result of man. And if man doesn't change his, give him the best system. It is like giving coconut in the hands of monkey. So if it doesn't break it on floor, he will throw it on you. Because that's monkey nature. You make a very good system. You make a law which is perfect. Man, he will find a way to bypass the law. You make everybody rich and man will find a way to mount his greed and exploit because this is what human nature is. So the solution that Shurabindu brings, it's not a solution, it's not a philosophy, it's a certitude. And the certitude comes not because he has thought or imagined or philosophized things. It's because he went into the future and come back. Not only that, I would say he is coming from the future into the present. So at one place the mother says, Shiobindu is not the past, you know. He is the future who came into the present to announce that, look here, there is something. When did he go into the future? We don't know. If we look into the past lives of Shirobinda and the mother, we don't know when they went into the future. But they came from the future, that much we can say, they came as announcers of the future. What did they announce? Very simply, man is here to be surpassed. Number one. Now the moment we hear it, there is commotion. What? We are redundant? Well, we don't need to hear from Shirobindo that we are soon becoming redundant. Our children are reminding us that we are becoming redundant. In every house there is a child who reminds his parents every day that dad you are becoming redundant. Mom, you don't understand things. Students who tell teacher, I am so happy that there is a teacher who is so friendly with students. But otherwise the norm is just the opposite. Students, they are very nice. Good morning sir, good evening sir. But deep behind, you know, he is old, old, old fashioned. He doesn't understand. Because we are becoming redundant as a species and right within our midst a new species is coming up. Where do we look for it? 
don't look for it immediately into the physical change. The difference between the chimpanzee who walked out of the jungle to build a computer and the chimpanzee who stayed back was not visible immediately in the outside. The difference was that the chimpanzee walked out of the jungle, went out in search of something that it had seen and that was fire. Somewhere it saw some human being lighting a fire. It said, oh, this is something marvelous. We don't know how to do it. And as the story goes, Greek mythology, this man, rather the god, Prometheus, he got the fire to man. And he was punished by gods. What have you done? Why? Because now man will become equal to the gods. So he's punished by Zeus. That now you see man is going to become equal to the gods. Why have you done it? But man is born to become equal to the gods. So we see now a new trend. When we see in children this change of consciousness, which is how this is going to announce itself. The outer is also happening, but it will happen as a result. All evolution is first declares itself in a change of consciousness. And then this consciousness, as it grows, it feels stifled within the form. It wants the form to change. We want ideal love, flawless happiness, perfect knowledge. Our brain gets tired. It gets tired even reading a little bit of Shurabindu says, Oh, Shurabindu is very difficult. I feel asleep. That's why we should read more. <laughs> but we find a novel solution. No need to read. Well, when we read, our brain will grow and develop. Our hearts get tired of love. Look at people. Oh, I, you know, people love each other for how long? Very soon the heart gets tired of love. It feels sweetness for an hour. As in Savitri we have that line The gods are still too few in human forms Our love The angel of love Is given only one hour to live and love Look at life We become It tends to turn into a routine mechanical life Youngsters have so much josh After some time The sign that a person is growing old is He thinks that well life is the way it is continuing Young He wants to conquer life He wants challenges But as we grow older, we want comfort zones. So to keep that youthfulness, this is happening in children. They want to break free. Something in them, it, it is expressing itself in strange tendencies. They don't want those norms because they want something new. They want challenges. They are looking for something which they don't understand what is it. And that's why the task of us educators is to show them what that new challenge is. That new challenge is not getting a new degree. That new challenge is not becoming the old laggard human being again. That new challenge is breaking free of our humanity and emerging into a vaster intelligence, a greater and more luminous force of life, a mightier and sweeter and unfading flower of love within our hearts and eventually even a body that is new, transparent, a body that does not cover the soul. Right now, what kind of body it is? Everybody says there is a soul within. And yes, it's true in spiritual experience. We find the soul. But why don't we just see it just like that? Because the body is a cloak that obscures it. And that's why spiritual spirituality of the past said, discard the body. Even a great and mighty uh, spirit like Swami Vivekananda, I am not even calling him a soul because soul of course, but he is a mighty spirit coming from the higher realms. And when he leaves the body, what does he do? He comes in the vision of one of his disciples and he tells him in the language of the Upanishads, I have spat my body. Literally that my body I have spit out and I am going. And look at the contrast, Shurabindu, separated by less than 100 years, 50 years. 
And what, what is Sri Aurobindo's? He doesn't say, I have spat my body. He says, this body is destined for becoming luminous, golden, freed from the clutch of death. And by his own so-called death, he gives us an example that the thing can be done here and now. So what happens when he withdraws? Now we are, you know, this talk is taking place on 6th December and we know 5th to 9th December when Shobindo left his physical body, not only the body was a glow with a supramental light. People will say, oh, some people saw thousands of people, tens of thousands march around and saw it. But very interesting as a doctor, I can say that though there were no heartbeat, no breath, there was no rigor mortis. Is something which starts within few hours of physical death. Within 24 hours, the body is all stiff. But the French doctors came because they were very unhappy. They were very unhappy that you want to keep the body for more than 24 hours. And you want to give a burial inside? How can that be allowed? It's French administration. So the French doctor eventually agreed that he will come and examine. So every 24 hours, there was a French doctor coming and examining Shurbindo's physical body. 24 hours gone, 48 hours gone and it's documented that 48 hours and French doctor says it's a miracle, I don't know how it is happening. There is no rigor mortis. The body is as soft as it would be in any other human being. So supramental golden light is one aspect. It's, it was available to the subtle vision which was granted to many. But how can, this is something gross and here is a doctor who has no faith, who has come to announce that yes, yes, he has died and you know, let's give him burial. He says, I am helpless because the body has no signs of death except that there is no heartbeat and no breath. So, what did he come to demonstrate? Look here, matter can be impregnated with the supramental light, a new consciousness, a new light, a new possibility. Look at the contrast. Spirituality of the world, body is an obstacle. World is an illusion. All that we experience in life is eventually an illusion. All our dreams are fancies, fantasies, unreal, untrue. A dream within a dream. So what is real? The one alone, Shivoham, Shivoham, Satchidanandoham. And suddenly, through all this door of spirituality, a new spirituality enters into a human being saying, no, 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 tathastu to all the dreams. Right from the age of Rama, man has dreamed of an ideal world, Ram Rajya, of an ideal kingdom, kingdom of heaven upon earth, of an ideal state. And as Shobindu puts it in one of his poems, in the moonlight, he says, lo, it has come, the city of gold, what John of Patmos saw, what Shelley dreamed, vision and vain imagination dreams, uh, deemed, the city of delight, the age of gold. But that's where I want to, you know, bring out this little sad twist in the tale. The sad twist is, all our life, everybody wants this world to become perfect. A beautiful place. All thinking creatures, I'm not speaking of... Like all of us who are, you know, attending this, surely we are all, at least we want this world to become a better place. That's why we are participating in a thing like this. There are people like that all over the world. But when it comes to, what are you going to contribute? No, no. World must become a better place. Government or somebody else. My task is to complain to God. Why you made this world? Why you made me? My task is only to continue with my old way of life. It's God's business. But God's business is with the help of man. That's the, the problem with man is that evolution till man is without his conscious collaboration. 
animal changes into man and though in Ramayana if we take it as an evolutionary change, there is something like a conscious collaboration even at the monkey level. But with human beings, it has to be with a conscious collaboration. We as human beings can't say that, well, we have nothing to do. One day this world will become gold and I will enter into it as, you know, titans wanting to enter into heaven without paying the price. Wanting the nectar of immortality without deserving it. So that's where the whole thing hangs now. The new world is here, pressing upon this world. From 29th February 1956, a new world, a new consciousness has become to act. There, is a, there are many signs which one can talk about. The breaking of the boundaries of knowledge. You see, 56 onwards, two things happen which are very obvious signs. Leave aside everything else. Mother declared, 29th February 1956, a new consciousness is active, the supramental consciousness. It has begun to manifest. What was its first manifestation? Twofold. Man in 1959 landed in on moon or the Apollo mission. 60 we can say almost. He started exploring space. He said, well, I am not happy with here. And he went to space, drew the powers of space. Thanks to that we are having now uh, a, a semin webinar like that. And man started exploring inner space. It's documented that from 1960s, Two kinds of inner movements started. One was yoga became a household word. What should have been that predicted in 1914 in the very first page of synthesis. Indian yoga must rediscover itself. Yoga was no more in ascetic schools. That oh there are some secret schools of initiation where you will go. Guruji will give Guru Diksha. You wear a, this kind of robe. Now you change your name and practice yoga there. No. Yoga started becoming a household name. So much so that today we have thanks to our Honorable Prime Minister, that today we have an International Day of Yoga. Interestingly, if we believe in the harmony of dates on 21st June, and 21st June, which is the International Yoga Day, is the day when the Arya was conceived and launched, declared publicly. What is Arya? It is rediscovering yoga. And what is 21st June now? International Yoga Day. So it's very interesting that this new consciousness, as the mother said, the realization is proceeding at jet speed. So one route was this, yoga became household. Now we have yoga as a big business, it's gone beyond household. So that's another story. <laughs> if you don't know anything to do, do Savasan. Master the art of Savasan perfectly. This is humorous by the way. So you know, please uh, don't be serious about it. <laughs> Because this is what is supported by the age. It's not about people being wrong. The present age is supporting every effort which is in the direction of rediscovering man. So it is supporting. So people who are entering into this, they are because this is the Yuga Dharma. And on the other hand, in the 60s, we see there was an explosion of a new alternate counterculture. Those who are conversant with the whole. Uh, you know, social sociology, they know what counterculture it. It came in the West in the form of flower children. Drugs. Paradoxical way. But why? Because they want to break free from the molds of the past. They want something new. They don't know what. The yogis reached and meddled with drugs, mixed with drugs in the West. Very interesting. And then these people who were into drugs discovered that no, 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 there is another way to have a high. I don't need to go on the chelam. There is an inner Shiva. You don't need that Shiva which is portrayed. So they went and discovered the real chelam, the original bhang, 
which intoxicates us the original somras the ananda of creation on the other side we also see in india there was again a movement all over the world of women lived the freedom movement children revolution in education every sphere call it and there are so many signs that a new world is beginning to appear well if we look at the ruins and the pulling down of the ramparts well god is cruel all the people in ravana's lanka would have been cursing god see ravana is such a great shiva bhakta what is shiva doing for him he is destroying such a wonderful city so we if we want to look at that way that lanka is burning well we can look at it like that but shiva would have smiled and told them my child i want to bring ayodhya here because long back ravana had aspired that shiva i want to bring you to this place but he wanted to capture him for his purposes and shiva doesn't come we know that story you know in devgar but it's very paradoxical story you know shiva is granted i will come so what happened so shiva has thrown up entire lanka into flames why why shiva of course hanuman is who else but shiva in his rudra roop he is the gyarva rudra so shiva said i will come his promise stood he gave ravana time to change ravana didn't change so he threw up the whole lanka into flames then lord rama who is whom shiva reverses and who reverses shiva he enters before that shiva himself comes as hanuman throws the whole city in flames people cry cruel god cruel shiva but shiva will do what he must do as rudra he destroyed then in his benevolent form he walks in as rama and establishes a new way of life a nobler way of life an aryan way of life with vibhishna as the king the same thing is happening today the mother said very clearly categorically that this 50 years back her message incidentally almost 50 years back we are celebrating 50 years of many things one of them is of this message men countries continents the choice is imperative truth or the abyss next year she says it is the hour of god then she says are you ready another message is a new world based upon truth is born refusing its old slavery to falsehood is born there are people there are men in all over the world who want it who feel it not exact words but to that extent who sense it it is to them we call will you collaborate and this will you collaborate this message truth or the abyss is not just a moment's message it rings and rings and will continue to ring forever in human consciousness till it makes a choice do we want to belong to the past which is going to crumble and go away or we belong to the future and we are ready to take a leap towards the future the leap towards the future comes when we understand that all that human beings have ever discovered made built created is insufficient it starts when we understand the insufficiency of the intellect to solve the human problems which in one place it has created it's our mind which has created how through the process of division everything all our mental knowledge is based on division this is distinct this separate this separate this separate all the analysis is based on division our languages are based on division 
Animals are better. They don't know how to talk, but they don't fight because they understand the language of the heart. But human beings, they have a language to communicate. And the first thing we do with that is to end up fighting. Say, this is mine. Why? Because he speaks my language. That fellow is not mine. Why? He doesn't speak my language. What is language? It's an expression of consciousness. All communication is a communication in consciousness. So there is another. This is one part of humanity. This entire world built by the mind and do we want to belong to that we believe still that intellect can solve the human problems fine we can try we can change comments we can have more technology we can think that by doing research in this area or that area we can discover some magic fair enough but there are some human beings who have seen through the whole process they have understood the insufficiency of the intellect and they felt the vacuum in the heart of humanity and therefore, they, have, they are taking steps to go beyond the mind, not discarding it, but informing the mind and its insufficiency with a greater light. And similarly, they have understood that this vacuum in the heart is the real cause of our misery. All our unhappiness and suffering is because we are suffering from one of the most necessary vitamins, which is not C and D, but which is... <laughs> F and L and G and that vitamin F comes from the heart it is faith that vitamin L comes from the heart it is love that vitamin G comes from the heart which is grace and it is this when human beings understand that insufficiency of being human and they have the faith faith why? some people ask how do you know? I said I'm, uh, how do I know he's leave aside? do I have faith in what Shurabindu is saying look at his life the tapasya the mighty intellect at any point when we read Shurabindu's life can we even imagine that he would say something just like that look at his records of yoga the way meticulously he kept forget about even if the whole world were to say today no no this is fantasy I would say what Shurabindu has said is true because my eyes may delude me but he has seen through the iron wall and through the topaz wall. And since he has seen, I have faith in Shurabindo. And if he has said that there is a new world, a new creation which is going to come, it is going to come. So let me just stop because of paucity of time and uh, otherwise one loves to flow with this. Let me just stop with four or five lines from Savitri where he describes the new creation. This is page 343-344 where first he describes the old creation which is crumbling down. The unfolding image showed the things to come. A giant dance of Shiva tore the past. Once again, Shiva in his Rudra Roop like Hanuman going and destroying Lanka. The past, past is not just some past. The entire human past with all its arrogance and you know ignorance that is being torn aside. There was a thunder as of worlds that fall. We hear it. We have heard it. The first two great wars. And there is more to come. Earth was overrun with fire and the roar of death. Clamoring to slay a world his hunger had made. This is the burning of Lanka. Because the kingdom of Rama has to come. Are we ready? But he also sees... I saw the omnipotence flaming pioneers come crowding down the amber stairs of birth, the new children. 
they are going to change the world not governments not technology something new has happened and the mother speaks about it even in 58 a new element substances merged with matter and the children now will assume a new body the body itself has that new element it's like a new chip divine chip just as we have malware this is divine ware so this is going to begin to work upon humanity i saw them cross the twilight of an age these sunite children of a marvelous dawn and there is a beautiful description of what these children are but i'll read only the last few lines although fate lingers in the high beyond and the work seems vain on which our heart's force was spent all shall be done for which our pain was born even as of old man came behind the beast behind his vain labor behind this high divine successor surely shall come behind man's inefficient mortal pace behind his vain labor sweat and blood and tears he shall know what mortal mind barely does think he shall do what the heart of the mortal could not dare what we could not dare we have gone into space but we couldn't still cross the boundaries of the mind we couldn't cross the dangerous spaces of the soul and touch the mighty mother star kavi inheritor of the toil of human time he shall take on him the burden of the gods earth's deed shall touch the superhuman's height earth's seeing widen into the infinite so friends this is uh, not a talk this is just an invitation to a new world all are welcome the prize is very little or very big depending on how we value it no money is asked there is no course in shurbindo's yoga where you have to pay money if somebody is asking money please don't enter into it there is another prize the prize is slay the ego be ready say to oneself that the limits of the mind has been reached but there is something greater the prize is to aspire to go beyond the rational and the infra rational to the supra rational intuitive age the prize is to install god in place of the ego the prize is to install faith in place of doubt optimism in place of despair pessimism this is the price it's easy if you look at what we are going to receive it's too much if we are thinking about what we are going to leave behind the choice is ours men countries continent the verdict has gone men countries continents the choice is imperative truth or the abyss thank you sir